welcome to the Ordinary Day podcast. My name is Diane, and today I'm the only one that's going to be podcasting. Pete has had a rather busy weekend and is taking some time to de-stress, hanging out with a cousin tonight. So he said, why don't you just give it a try by yourself, Diane? That's what you're always telling me to do. So we are attempting this, and I'm going to forewarn you right now, if it doesn't work, it's totally all my fault, and uh, we'll try and fix it up for next week. Uh, But yes, this week, I thought we'd go over uh, some science stuff, because I really, that's my life. Um, But first, I think we should talk about the exciting thing that happened this weekend, which was Pete constructed my birthday present. So my birthday was a couple of weeks ago, and Pete really wanted to build me kind of like a a planter box storage unit for our balcony. Uh, I have a lot of different uh, pots, plants, herbs, tomatoes, all in different pots, kind of all over the balcony. And I also have a worm compost bin, and I needed a place to store that for the winter that would be could be kind of insulated or sheltered and also thought it would be cool to keep all my pots in one spot so they weren't scattered everywhere creating a uh, hazard for visitors Uh, so Pete built that uh, which is pretty awesome Uh, he came up with the plans Uh, him and his brother drew those up and then it became a matter of getting some lumber which when you don't have a car and you live in kind of midtown downtown Toronto can be a bit tricky Uh, So we borrowed a car, got ourselves to a Home Depot, and uh, found the lumber we needed. And didn't have to wait too long to get a salesperson to come help us out with uh, getting that cut. I feel like I'm allowed to comment on Home Depot because I did work there for a summer after first year. So I know how everyone can be wanting your attention at once as a salesperson, and it can be hard to get to everyone. So... Uh, kudos to the lumber guy who eventually came, uh, got the stuff home, and thought that we were in the clear, and today Pete realized that his drill had kind of kicked the bucket. So he went back to Home Depot, our favorite store, and got himself a new drill. So then the project could proceed. He built it in an afternoon, uh, pretty stellar, and sitting out on the balcony, housing my pots, housing my compost bin. It's pretty awesome. Uh, it's really solid looking. Um, I'm pretty impressed, pretty proud of him. And uh, yeah, I think I think we're even for uh, birthday gifts. It did take one or two weeks for us to actually get his painting to the frame store and then three weeks to actually have it framed. So I think we're still within that time frame for him delivering on his birthday present for me. So that is super exciting. And thanks very much. I think he'll listen to this as long as it works. We'll see. Um, Besides that, I was out busy playing some fall frisbee. Uh, Always a good time. You go from today, it felt like 30 degrees and sunny. And towards the end of the outdoor fall season, end of October, there can be snow. So this is ultimate for you. Uh, We get used to it as ultimate players, and we really love it. So we play in basically all weather, but it can be extreme. And good game today. I've had some practices with the York team, so I feel like I'm in the groove, in the uh, strategic mindset for the game. And it went pretty well. Uh, Besides that, my fall term, I'm going to be taking a uh, teaching course. 
Uh, so York has this really great uh, teaching commons. Uh, they've got a couple of educational developers that work there, uh, basically training TAs and professors at York to be better teachers. And this is something I kind of came across this these types of people uh, at Guelph, and I thought it was really neat. And I've never had the opportunity to actually learn a lot about how we learn. I've been in school long enough that I had my own theories about what worked or didn't work, and I've been in a lot of classrooms and realized what worked and didn't work, but it's really nice to have research to back that up and experts in the field to back up that what you're thinking is actually um, based uh, on research, on literature, and it works really well for students and the students' benefit, which is cool. I would like to kind of aim to be a teacher of some sort, whether that be in academia or elsewhere. Uh, so I'm taking a, took a course last year and I'm taking the next course this year. And our first assignment, first class is on Tuesday and we already have an assignment. Whew, welcome to grad school. Uh, we have to create a mini lesson following what's called the BOPS model. And this is a really funny name for something that's actually kind of more serious than it sounds. Um, basically, it's an acronym for creating a lesson that has a bridge, B, has an objective, O, has three Ps, a pretest, uh, participatory learning, and post-test, and then a summary. And we call it BOPS. And well, it's really not that intimidating when it has that kind of name. And I was kind of sitting around on the weekend thinking, what is my lesson going to be? I obviously like science, and I like to teach science to others. So I thought I would create a guide to something called lipolysis. So I'm going to run it through the podcast, see how it goes, listen to it, and decide if I totally need to retool this for later. In the meantime, you may learn something about lipolysis. And uh, hopefully... It's kind of interesting and not too intimidating. I find that when I start to mention science-y words, people kind of get nervous and it's like going to the dentist. They, get, they, just, they just freak out because they haven't had good experiences before uh, when it's just really cool stuff and it's stuff that happens on a daily basis and it's useful and people should know kind of what's going on. So let's give this a try and we'll see how it goes. So. I'm going to be presenting today on lipolysis. Let's go through um, some intro questions. My question's for you. You can think about this, listeners at home. Can you tell me what happens to the excess food that you eat? Where does it go? And what is the purpose of that food? So I'm looking for you to start thinking about, you know, we eat food, any excess gets stored in our body because we might need it for later. We don't eat all day long. We have an eight-hour sleep cycle, so we've got to be continually, you know, breathing during that point. Uh, so we continually need that food. Um, but has, have you ever given any serious thought as to how your stored food gets to the rest of your body when it needs energy? Like, sometimes I'm fascinated by the human body because things just seem to happen and to work and it's not until you get into the nitty gritty that you realize how much is involved in this and man, it's kind of amazing the body doesn't shut down very often. That could just be me though. Um, and of course, I always like to ask who among you is afraid of biochemistry because I know that that can be kind of a scary word and it's not everyone's favorite subject and it can be fun. It's related to the body. 
it's how you work. It's very, very applicable. So hopefully I've got you interested in kind of what's going on. Uh, and I'm going to try and explain it in a nice, simple way so we can all love biochemistry and not loathe it. So learning objectives for my brief lesson is by the end of this lesson, you will be able to define the process of lipolysis and tell me why it's important. You'll be able to list five steps and identify a time, a condition, uh, when lipolysis would be activated and would be super useful for you. So first thing I'd like to do is we need to do a little pretest. I need to see if you know what a tag is. Not a tag on your shirt. This is a triacylglycerol, which is a mouthful, so that's why we call them tags. Uh, imagine, if you will, a backbone, kind of like your spine, backbone. This is a glycerol. And attached to that backbone are three kind of chains. And they're three fatty acids. And this is how all your fat is stored in your body. It's a really efficient way that we can pack everything together. And it's stored in your fat, so below your skin, or in your abdominal area, or around your hips or your butt. That's where your fat's stored. And it's stored there so that you can use it later. Uh, but it's stored in something called tags. So let's remember that. Lipolysis can be very simply described as the release of those three fatty acid chains from the tag stored in your fat. So that's essentially all we're doing. And then your muscles can use that fat as energy. Uh, so basically that's really what lipolysis is, is it's releasing all that stored fat so that your body can use it. Now is the point of time where I'm going to explain five steps to lipolysis, hopefully make it easy for you to understand. And we'll go through it a few times so that it kind of sinks in and you get an idea of what's going on. For visual learners out there, I'm sorry, I do not have the visual aid with me. I'll see if Pete can post a uh, PDF of uh, my little PowerPoint slide that I'm going through right now, and that can help you kind of get an idea visually what's going on. But we'll try to do it um, over podcast and see how we do. Uh, so the first step in the lipolysis pathway is you need a reason to do the lipolysis. You need a signal to your body that says, hey, we need energy. And one of the easiest examples that I can think of is exercise. So even if you're just going for a walk, your body's going to need energy to power those muscles. So we need what's known as a stimulus, and that's going to be exercise. That's step one. Step two is exercise has to somehow signal to your fat. Uh, and that signal is a hormone called epinephrine or adrenaline. I think we're all really familiar. That's when you feel really like hyped up. That's adrenaline. Uh, so that's step two is we need your body to release epinephrine once you start exercising. So epinephrine's floating around your bloodstream. It has to somehow communicate, talk to your fat. And it does that through a receptor. So that's step three is epinephrine binds and activates your receptor, makes it active. So the receptor now can start the pathway or signal inside your fat to be like, hey, we need to get this lipolysis moving. Uh, so the receptor will signal a middleman protein. I've just called it the middleman, not to complicate things, uh, but it exists. There's always some extra steps, it seems, in biology, and this is just for you know, important steps in regulation, that kind of thing. So we go from the receptor who activates a middleman, so that's middleman step four, 
And then the middleman is the one who actually activates the enzymes that will break the fatty acids off from your glycerol backbone. And there's three of them, one to break the first fatty acid, one to break the second, and one to break the third. So that's step five. Then these fatty acids and the glycerol can go into your bloodstream, can travel to your working muscles that are exercising and provide energy. So that's five steps of lipolysis. So let's go through that again. So the first step of lipolysis is we need some reason for lipolysis. We need a stimulus, like exercise. Uh, so that's step one, we need exercise. Step two, we need to release epinephrine so it can communicate with your fat cell. Your body's exercising, your fat's gotta know about it, that's epinephrine that tells it. Step three is epinephrine has to bind to a receptor on your fat. So now it's telling your fat, hey, we need some lipolysis happening here. So step three is the receptor. Step four is there's a middleman protein. And that uh, middleman receives the signal and then tells the enzymes to release the fatty acids. Or tells the enzymes. Tells the enzymes to do their job, which is release the fatty acids from the tag. And that's step five. So step one, exercise, stimulus. Step two is we need to release that hormone epinephrine. Step three, it binds to the receptor. Step four, it activates a middleman, who then, for step five, uh, activates the enzymes responsible for breaking off those three fatty acids and releasing them into your bloodstream. So really, it's quite a simple process um, to release all that, but it, it's gotta happen. And uh, if anyone's ever interested, and way more complicated things I could talk about this. My prof has published a number of papers looking at the regulation of lipolysis. Uh, so we could definitely go deeper if you have any questions, but we can save those for later. So to recap our little mini lesson today, which I think has gone faster because I don't really have feedback to see how we're doing or what we've learned, um, but we will recap. Uh, so what process have we learned today? Everyone say it aloud to themselves while they're listening. It's lipolysis. Why is it important? Why do we need lipolysis? Well, we need it to release those fatty acids so that we have um, some fuel, some energy. When would we use it? My famous example is exercise. And then list the five steps. So first step is we got the exercise, stimulating, being like, hey, we need some extra fuel. Step two is the release of epinephrine. Step three is epinephrine binds to the receptor. Step four is the receptor activates our middleman protein. And step five is the middleman then communicates with the enzymes and the enzymes will actually do the breaking off of the three fatty acids from the glycerol to release the fat and send it to the muscle. Um, so that is lipolysis. Uh, it may seem kind of trivial, you know, I do this every day, lipolysis just happens. Uh, it's very relevant right now when we're talking about um, living a healthy lifestyle and uh, maintaining um, a healthy body weight in our era of uh, conveniently available, very high density foods. Uh, 
it can be easy to store more fat than we are using or releasing. And lipolysis can play a key part in understanding how we kind of use more fat, release it, burn it, and not store it. Uh, so that's actually where my research is and uh, what we're looking at. So it is a very important process. If it were as easy as just doing more lipolysis and getting rid of that fat, we'd have a cure for all our problems metabolically, but it is not. So we're continuing to do our research to understand more and see where we can go with that. So that is my BOPS mini lesson on lipolysis. I hope you've learned something today. And um, yeah, thanks for letting me uh, practice this. It's really nice to be able to go through it a few times. I'll listen to this later and see how we rolled. Uh, we're going to have some interesting scheduling. The next few weekends, I'm actually going to be part of the York University Women's Ultimate Frisbee team. Whew, mouthful. Uh, we are going to be going to Kingston uh, next weekend for the... Eastern University Ultimate Frisbee Championships. There's obviously also a Western and a Maritime. And then we will hopefully be going also to a tournament in Hamilton, uh, which is just kind of a nice uh, university tournament for those uh, schools that are in the region. And then there's Thanksgiving. And after that, we also will hopefully be traveling to Montreal for the Canadian University Ultimate Championships. Uh, we went there last year. It was very fun. It was in Ottawa. It snowed. Uh, so, yeah, extremes, extremes. Um, but a lot of fun with the team and just a really good experience. And, you know, coming in, we were, oh, were there just that, that team from, from York? And we played with Ryerson, the, the ladies. Just that team, York-Ryerson. Like, nobody gave us any... Any, um, well, we were respected. It was just like, well, they probably won't do very well. Um, but we came out higher than we were ranked, beat everyone's B team that they threw into the tournament. Uh, so I would say we did really well. And we've got some, some new talent this year. So I'm really excited to see how we do. I am interested to see how we're going to get to Montreal because I've already decided that I am not driving there. If you've listened to previous podcasts from this summer, I did not enjoy driving in that city, to that city, leaving that city. Uh, so I'm going to opt for some form of public transportation, possibly the train. Um, we'll see how that goes over. It's a strange city, so sometimes it's helpful to have a car to get everywhere, especially if it's a kind of an early game. Uh, but I am not driving in that city. Oh my goodness. I mean, we probably won't be downtown, so we'll avoid that mess, but not not my favorite. And um, also really don't want to uh, attempt to drive into the city or out of the city at an odd hour or drive home for six hours after playing two and a half full days of Ultimate. That's a lot. So we'll uh, see what we come up with in terms of those solutions. So hopefully Pete and I will make a plan to do some podcasting on, you know, a night that might not be the weekend and we'll, we'll publish it on the weekend so we can still get our podcasting in and get back to kind of a normal routine because that would be awesome. And it's crazy that I'm already speaking about a few weeks away and it's Thanksgiving. That's insane. So um, appreciate the nice warm weather that we have right now if you're living in that. And um, and then we get to appreciate some fall. I actually 
bought some new jeans and I really want to wear them and it's too hot right now. So bummer, but it will come. I know winter will come and then I'll be sad. Anyways, I think that's about all I wanted to say. I going to give it my sincere best try to get this uploaded, even though I don't have my tech genius here with me. Um, but thanks for tuning in for this uh, rather short podcast, but hope you learned something and we'll be back to our normal routine quite shortly. So thanks for listening in and take one more for the road. Oh, and you know what I didn't do? I didn't plug field processor. They're awesome. Go listen to them and check out our website ordinaryday.ca and send me an email maybe you know ordinarydaypodcast at gmail.com all right now i'm really out see you on the road